welcome everyone to the Mindfulness Podcast. Um, I think we, we, we waited one week or two weeks too, too much, but this, this time, but, but it's okay, right? It's, uh, the news uh, and the guests come when they can come, right? It's like the thoughts and like, uh, you know, the cars on the street, like they just appear uh, at one point. So that's when we appear, maybe in your podcast subscribed uh, list, or we appear on their Slack channel or on your email and so on. Um, and uh, we are going to present you the guest as well, but later on, right? So our guest that is here with us, wait a couple of minutes. We just want to share some of the news, right? So from IBM, uh, we, we started the MBCE, right? The Mindfulness Based Connect Experience. And Pat, the, the very interesting thing is that we, we got fully booked. Uh, so, you know, we had five cohorts, right? Um, initially, right? And just after three days, right? All the cohorts were just booked, just gone, right? So we made another one. Uh, and also this got, got fully booked. So basically there are more than 180 people that uh, enrolled, right? So the, and there are there were many in the waiting list, right? Um, that unfortunately we will not be able actually to to uh, you know to train this time. But if you you know wanted to enroll and wanted MBC, uh, wait for it because we're gonna have a new wave perhaps in uh, you know in uh, in the summer, right? So we we do now one, and so there are many cohorts that are that started. Some have to start in the following weeks. Um, but, uh, it's, um, a really nice experience. So that's, that's the news from, from our side. Um, and maybe the last, the another news is that we had another open conversation, uh, authentic leadership series, uh, where the guest was Pat. <laughs> so, uh, and it was a very nice session, uh, with Daniel that was, you know, beautifully moderating and Pat that, you know, came as an external speaker after a while, uh, to again to IBM and sharing his experience, right? But I think Pat it was one of the few times where you really talk about what you think, not only, you know, presenting others. That was nice to, to, to share. So I will put the links, um, as well, uh, in the message so you can, uh, watch it if you, if you weren't there with the 90 people that were watching, uh, live. So that's from my side, Pat. What's what's from your side? Thank you, Lele. And it, I'm I'm super grateful and happy that the cohorts filled up so so quickly, and uh, that there's going to be lots and lots of IBMers that will go through the Connect experience now. Uh, and you're right, we did take a little bit of time, but I was traveling to Spain. You were on vacation as well. And as you said, the speakers come when the speakers come. Quick updates, I, I guess, from Kindrel side. Um, we just had our inaugural leadership summit, and we focused a lot on on the Kindra ways of and our new behaviors. Mindfulness is is going to be a, a part of that, and, and how we're shaping that. We're also kicking off new groups in April. We have five groups for the intro series, and we're doing four groups for finding peace in a frantic world. Um, I'm co-leading a train the trainers, so any Kindrels that are interested in what that means to be a trainer or a teacher of mindfulness. We have a little, little series that we're starting. And last of kind of the hot burning news is we were going to be working with the Kindrel events team, the global oh, events team. Because nice. the ask was, how can we bring mindfulness to all Kindrel events globally? So, ah, and then uh, 
as I was looking at you, Lele. We're finally going to get a newsletter going. It's been a few months, but uh, we're sh- we should have our first uh, newsletter by the end of the month. So I'll and share talk- that with you as well. Yeah. Talking about it, we, we are still in IBM. We're still waiting for a volunteer to help us with the newsletter. Uh, if you're listening and you're interested to, you know, try and create a newsletter, come. Because so far we have no um, resources, let's say, and volunteers mm-hmm. to, to do it, right? And um, it's time for our guest, right? So um, from the directly from the West Coast, um, of the US, we have uh, uh, hold on a little bit of drum roll. Okay. Uh, we have uh, uh, Drishti with us that is, I think, in IBM for a few months, right? Two months, two months, two, two months <laughs> in IBM. Yeah. Uh, and it was a beautiful encounter because you know, you came to me and you asked me, you know, I, I want to know more about mindfulness, I like the podcast, and but I just joined, right? So tell me more. Uh, plus, I have my own podcast as well, right? I am experienced. So, um, and then I, you know, I told you, like, just come, tell us your story in the podcast. I'm very happy to uh, to meet you and to learn about your story. So, tell us something that we don't know about you, bef- and then start telling us um, what is your journey into mindfulness and why you you met mindfulness along along it. Yeah, okay. So I, I'm a UX designer at IBM. Um, and I, I did the internship over the summer. So my internship was two months in June, and I just started full time in January. Um, something people don't know about me. I, I graduated from University of Washington, uh, Seattle. Um, so like, it's like go Huskies. But <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, so my, my introduction to mindfulness, I think it was around 2018 um i like was just like like interested in like different mental health techniques and i i really wanted to look for a more like natural solution um or like treatment and so i came across this like uh meditation program through this foundation called the isha foundation um and i just did it was like a three four day like uh in per- that back then we could do in person so it was like an in-person course and um at the very beginning i was like pretty confused and i didn't realize at the time that like mindfulness is a journey it's not like a switch that goes off in like a day or two so i wouldn't say that that was like the moment everything changed for me but it was my introduction um to like just beginning to think in that way and then I, I took a bit of a pause after that but i around a year or so later um I sort of, I was like having some difficulties. I was like a new college student and the transition was a little hard. So I was trying to look for more like ways to feel better. And I, I tried to go look into meditation and mindfulness. So I started doing this guided meditation from that organization. And I think like that's really where I did that practice. Like I was, my uncle is like really big into mindfulness and meditation. And he was the one that encouraged me to do that practice. He was like, it's literally a 15 minute meditation. Just do it for two weeks and then see how you feel. But you have to do it every day for two weeks or you're not going to notice a change. Like you you can't just do it for a day or two. Everyone would need an uncle that uh, he's aware of mindfulness and meditation. Yeah, yeah. Um, so he told me to do it for two weeks and I did it. And after that, I think I was, I wasn't a hundred percent better, but I definitely started to notice myself feel significantly like more aware of my thoughts. And like, I, I could really recognize that like 
my thoughts aren't me and like they just come and go and I think like that was that was the first time that I noticed the power like the importance and like how powerful mindfulness can be and I think sort of since then I've just been trying to learn more I've been getting more into yoga um I'm looking to do like a teacher training this summer um like I've been reading a lot more books about mindfulness like the one I think it's a really famous one um the power of now by Eckhart Tolle I I read that one and I feel like I feel like what I've noticed about mindfulness is like the more you practice it and the more you read about it the more it's like going to be ingrained in your head and the more it's like easier to get yourself to get back in that like grounded more present state um and then what you were mentioning about the podcast I do on the side so I'm in this organization called Manmukti which is a mental health organization for South Asians and so I I think like what I'm really interested in right now is like applying mindfulness techniques and yoga techniques for mental health so on the side I also do some mental health advocacy work over there but yeah that was a long feel about me but that's sort of my introduction to mindfulness and where I am now so how do you see the the integration into your professional work your UX design work That's a good question so I I was actually talking when I reached out to um um Lele about the mindfulness at IBM I was looking to figure out how to apply it to design and there's like actually a lot of applications of mindfulness to design because the whole the whole way mindfulness works is like you have to be really aware of yourself and your thoughts and in design thinking you also have to be really aware of like why you're doing what you're doing um you have to be cognizant of your own biases to make sure you're centering the user you have to be able to take feedback really well so if you can be mindful of how you're feeling and your emotions you can be more aware of like am i making this decision just because i think it's the right thing or because the user wants this or am i not taking this feedback because i'm a little upset by the person that told it to me or <laughs> am i like you know or if, or it actually doesn't make sense so it's like i think like having a a mindfulness like approach to design can really help mm-hmm. strengthen your designs and it's like the whole thing with mindfulness is like taking a step back from your thoughts right so in the yeah. same way if you apply mindfulness you sort of take a step back from your design and you really think about like why you're doing what you're doing so i think it's like a pretty useful skill to have yeah like the the awareness to of of not only how the design is uh, you know being created right but yeah. also how people might feel uh, towards the exactly. the response how you feel how what are the yeah. judgment and biases connected with it the the shower principle that is you know when you are under the shower your brain works into a different wavelength right that is much more yeah. uh, suitable for creativity. Oh, I didn't know that that was a principle, but I can see that that's And and that means that and in the same way mindfulness brings you to the same kind of wavelength. Um so Yeah, exactly. Uh, it helps the creative process. So mindfulness effectively fosters creativity, and that's beautiful. Yeah, I think I it's like the whole concept of when you're trying to do something creative and you you can't come up with the solution but you take a step back you go on a walk you like let your thoughts just go then sometimes it'll just come to you when you're not even thinking about it um but yeah i i, I was actually really interested in like uh learning more about mindfulness applications to design because i think like when you're teaching design thinking it would be so useful to also teach mindfulness at the same time or like have a little bit of a 
class on that because if you can get designers to think to be more mindful and think with that lens like i really i really do think the products would become a lot better definitely definitely resonate with that as uh, yeah. spending a lot of my time in ibm as a design thinking coach and in in kindra oh, right really? now where yes yes what was your role at IBM? i was a design thinking coach and agile thought leader. I did mindfulness for a bit. I had a role in IT security, agile oh, coaching. Wow. So it changed oh. over the years. Okay, nice. But we're actually, uh, we're putting together now how we're going to be co-creating and designing within Kindrel and with our mm -hmm. customers. And what you're saying, both of you are saying, we're, we're integrating mindfulness practices into that yeah. to make people more aware, to make them more creative. And there's also the the second component, you know, because we're we're talking about the the what of mindfulness, about paying attention, about noticing thoughts, being aware of you know my judgments and and everything. But the that second component of how you start paying attention mm -hmm. with with openness, with curiosity, with kindness, with compassion is also really important when you're doing human centered design or mm. co creating with people to to really empathize and, and be kind and, and how we respond, how we react to, to what's unfolding. Mm -hmm. I think that's also a key element. Like the respond, the being aware without judgment, like having openness without judging mm -hmm. there. Yeah, I feel like, I feel like that's probably the hardest part about mindfulness, at least <laughs> for me. It's like, it's like being aware and like watching your thoughts without judging it because then i think when i first started i would like i would watch it but then i would like watch it and then i'd comment on mm -hmm. it and then like you go in a loop right you're not actually it's not actually helping but so. i i think and i mean i think being aware without judgment is not possible but knowing what is the judgment meanwhile you are aware that's possible right so it's hard to get rid of it because judgment it's going to be there. It's going to come. It's not up to you, actually, to judge, right? It's up to uh, what, what is the the you that is in until that moment grew up for that moment to judge those things. Mm -hmm. But you can actually do something if you know what you are judging, right? Mm, can choose what to do. That's yeah. the, the cool part. Yeah, that makes sense. So what what is now uh, um, drishti after uh, that you are practicing mindfulness? Right? How yourself changed? Um, I think like what I've learned is you have to be a lot more patient and like I guess like nice to yourself. Uh, I think I learned that like the problems in life are never going to end <laughs> like they're just it's like you're going to constantly have to put out fires but it's like how you feel or how you're re responding to the situation instead of how you're reacting i think like um the more i practice mindfulness the more i can respond instead of react so it's like you kind of know more of what you're doing you don't let yourself become like fall into the problem you can just like approach the problem and try to solve it as much as you can like um i think for example i right now i'm like in the process of like figuring out where i want to move like uh whether i want to settle down in seattle or go back home to the bay and there's like a lot of 
like it's like a lot of uncertainty and it's like gets a little bit stressful at times because there's a lot of flying back and forth but then I like kind of like step out of it and I'm like okay this is temporary um what can I do right now what do I have control of and like how can I respond and like make it feel more comfortable for myself instead of just reacting and feeling more stressed out because at the end of the day that that doesn't really help and it's like it's like hard to do that obviously because your natural reaction is just to react and like feel that stress but um when i when you notice it coming up like and you're mindful about it you can realize like yeah. okay i'm feeling a little bit stressed about this what can i do now instead of like falling into it more if that makes sense so i think that's how i feel like it's helped me improve and and, and like you're saying you know we're always going to be fighting the fires so just recognizing that's a part of being human and being yeah, kind, be, yeah. being being kind to yourself and, and gentle yeah. and yeah exactly. re responding with with kindness to to the difficulties and then i think it's also sometimes it's like when you go when you go so much into mindfulness and like all these things like i'm also pretty into spirituality it's like you feel like because you're doing all this stuff during the day and you're reading all these books, you have to be calm and peaceful and like happy all the time. But at the end of the day, like you, you just said like, we're all human, right? Like it's, it's not, it's not realistic to try to aim for that. Cause I think like at the beginning when I was first getting into all of this, I was like, well, I read this book. Like, why am I so, why am I still so upset? <laughs> you know, and it, it doesn't really work like that. Like, you're still gonna have those emotions but it's more just recognizing that it's flowing through you it's like not it doesn't define who you are great point you could be super stressed and angry and running and heart racing and be mindful of all that yeah, unfolding exactly. right like you're saying without getting pulled or carried away by it yeah so we have some some rapid fire questions and uh, Lele and I will will, will take take turns asking it. So I'll I'll go first. Uh, what is your favorite mindfulness practice? Um, so I actually do a daily. Um, it's like a meditation practice through the Isha Foundation. That it's like around thirty minutes, and you have to go to like you have to register for it, and they'll teach it for you. But it's called um, Shambhavi Kriya. Uh, it's like a thirty minutes like there is like some postures and then some breathing techniques and then like five to six minutes of meditation and i think like that one there's something about like the the breathing techniques that like really really calm your body like i think like on days where i'm pretty stressed out and there's like a lot going on even if like the rest of the day i'm still pretty nervous i think like for those few minutes i can really find some like calmness and i can get my body to like slow down a little so i really like that one uh what when are the moments where uh you notice during the day you are more mindful i think in the mornings and in the evenings because i try to wake up earlier and like uh give myself like a slower morning so i can have a good day and then in the evenings i like going on walks and like listening to podcasts so definitely during those two time periods i can reflect and be a little bit more mindful i think the hardest part is in the afternoons because you're like already sort of tired there's like a lot of work to do that you're wrapping up um so at that point in the afternoons i think that's where it's like a little bit harder favorite mindfulness book or app 
Um, favorite book? Um, actually, there's this book that's not too popular. It's called The Buddhist on Death Row. I don't know if you guys have heard of it, but it was a really, really good book. It's about this prisoner um, who is like, I think like lifetime sentence on death row and he takes up mindfulness and um, while, while he's in prison and it sort of changes his whole experience. So it was, it was a really good book. Nice. Um, when you think about a place where you feel peace in, in peace and at, at ease with yourself, where is that place? Um, so in Seattle, uh, for, I don't know if people are familiar with Seattle, there's a place called Green Lake. Um, and back home I have a very similar lake. Uh, and so whenever I go on there, both those lakes, so both those lakes are like two mile loops and they're both pretty much the same, like one's in Seattle, one's in the Bay. But whenever I like really just need a break from everything, I'll just drive to the lake and I'll walk around and I'll put on a podcast where I'll put on some music. And I think like that's when I can really just like sort of like just like breathe a little if that makes sense like there's usually a lot of dogs running around and like like babies in strollers so <laughs> the environment's really cute and I think like it's like a really good break for me and like being in nature being in that like nature scene but that's also still a little bit familiar I think that helps a lot last question and then perhaps we can jump into uh, a practice uh You mentioned podcasts often, so favorite podcast? Um, my favorite podcast. That is a little hard. I started listening to, so I usually listen to a slight change of plans. That one's really good. Um, and then I like the the Jay Shetty podcast on purpose. Um, and then I recently started listening to the Happiness Lab. Um, I think those are my like three, three go-to podcasts. Nice. Yeah. Thanks for sharing. So everyone is always uh, um, waiting for the final practice, right? Or something to, uh, you know, to maybe pause the podcast, go sit in a comfortable place um, and then start practicing, right? Uh, mm -hmm. So would you guide our listeners into one of your favorite way to practice mindfulness. Yeah, yeah. We can do a short one. Um, I, I've never really guided someone through a practice, but this is really easy. Um, it's like, it's called alternate nostril breathing. Um, and it's pretty much just a way to like calm your whole body down. Like if you can't, like um, if you're like feeling a little jittery and like anxious and just deep breathing isn't really helping, you can do this practice for like a couple minutes and you should feel a little bit better. So what you're going to do is you're going to close one nostril and you're going to breathe in. And then you're going to close that nostril that you took a breath in, in through and then breathe out of the other one. And then you're going to breathe in again. Close the nostril and then breathe out. And then breathe in. Close the nostril and breathe out. Breathe in. Close the nostril. Breathe out. Breathe in. Close the nostril. Breathe out. Breathe in. Close the nostril. 
Breathe out, breathe in, close the nostril, breathe out. And you can continue on your own pace for another minute or so and stop whenever you're ready. to keep going with that one <laughs> I, would, I would keep I, I, I think this I I usually encounter this practice when uh, when there is a you know very st stressful situation when you train to you know how to be stress resistant right um, yeah and this is easy to do but also very very um relaxing right it helps you really to be in the moment because it just you touch your your nose it's yeah exactly. and yeah it's uh it's powerful it's just immediately um it's it's so it's crazy like, oh, how it's, it's I, so simple nice. it's like a simple practice but it like it's so good like even just like two minutes of it right like just calms your whole body down nice thank you yeah anything you want to leave our listeners with Anything you want to still share? Um, be nice to yourself. It's hard. Life's hard sometimes, but if you're nice to yourself, it makes it a lot easier. Oh, yes. <laughs> okay. So thanks for sharing. Pat, anything from you? That's the spirit of what, Trishti, you just told us. Breathing in, compassion for the self, breathing out compassion for others thank you thank you everyone for listening and thank you uh, for being here with us every single week see you next time bye bye